The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. difficulties here we go yeah you know technical difficulties it's friday y'all it's friday 13th we are be exposed radio and this is the skyline radio talk show i am your host skyline mark um two things um marie star is still out and about m.i.a um our thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family um, I have not been in contact with her. I was supposed to get in contact with her this week, but I did not. Uh, so I will reach out to her next week on behalf of Leticia Higgs. It's Founders Day for the sorority that she's in. So she will not be with us tonight, but we do have our very special guests. What's up, Baltimore? We have the Michelle Davis that I've wanted on the show for a long time and I finally got her. Give it up for the one and only Michelle Davis, Baltimore. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. Tired, but I'm blessed. Um, it's been a long time. I've known of you. I've known of who you are for, I'm going to say, the better part of three years. Um, and I've been intrigued with what you do. Um, okay. I've never. I've never known of what you do to be a big thing. So that's what caught my curiosity. Um, different strokes for different folks. And there's a reason for everything. So tell us a little about yourself. Well, I am I am from Baltimore, um, born and raised. Um, started out my career as a as an event planner. Um, that's how I got into the wedding industry and I think about 2011 um, is when I produced my first bridal fashion event. Um, and that's how Style to the Owl started. And Style to the Owl has been going ever since 2011. That's a long time. It is. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, what were you doing before you got into event planning? Um, I wanted to be a nurse. <laughs> Um, wanted to be a nurse. That was that was my my career path. But you know, sometimes it you know it just don't work out that way. You just go into a di totally different direction. Right, right, right. I feel you. Um, <laughs> being in retail for twenty plus years, along with management, and being out of it for almost fifteen years. Um, as a as a career path, um, I, I never thought I'd get back into it. You know, when I said I was done 
I was done. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last two years have been interesting because I'm on a different side of retail. Um, I'm in a, in a restaurant bar industry. I'm not going to okay. say where I work because I'm not going to say where I work because I don't expect anyone to reveal exactly where they work unless it's right. their own business because you got security protocols. Mm-hmm. No work at a grocery store you work at a bank or you're a professional entrepreneur athlete whatever at the end of the day you got crazy people out here yeah and i've had a stalker once or twice in my adult life so i'm not oh, wow. that before it's it's the little things that can um that can bring concern you know what i mean you don't mm-hmm. know what motives is you don't know what their their train of thought is. So, you know, you just, you take extra cautious um, methods when it comes to your surroundings. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Um, I thought I'd never get back into retail, but I love people. I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. I look at it, you know, I've been dealing with the homeless for seven years this month. Skyline Foundation, wow. seven years. Um, I might get fined, but I'm going to do something that has been banned in the state of Maryland. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say what it is because I'm not going to throw myself under the bus, but I'm going to do something <laughs> on a day of, of choice. Mm-hmm. If I get if I get a fine, I get a fine. It is what it is, and it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, I, I pay that. Um, but you know, it's to keep me where I'm at. I need to have some growth. I have to have something that I that I can I can work towards. And you know, I've been I've been shopping myself around because I want to be in management. I want to mm-hmm. be. I want to have. I want to learn a different trade within retail. I want to learn the ins and outs of a bar, the ins and outs of a restaurant. I've learned a lot in the last 18 months, 19 months, mm-hmm. um, but I want more. Okay. Um, I can't go but so far where I'm at. So I have to move into some type of management. I want to get back real heavy into event planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like putting together events, birthday parties, anniversary parties, um, and uh, uh, graduation parties, GP parties. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to have some type of party. Yeah. And and the first thing I asked with a few of the places that I've I've gone on interviews is I know you don't have smoking because you can't smoke indoors unless you're a cigar lounge. Right. Very few of those. I'm not big in cigars and I don't smoke cigarettes no more, so I could care less. But the biggest thing in the world right now is hookah. I don't understand why, but people love hookah. You won't smoke a cigarette because it can cause cancer. But you'll smoke hookah, which is 20 times worse than a cigarette. I don't (laughs) I don't. You want to get some hookah? Nope. But I'll take a Newport. If I'm a smoke, I want the real (laughs) You know what I mean? I have no idea what that is. And you probably don't either. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) You're smoking a cold. No, nah, give me a cigarette. I don't want mm. just I want some tobacco in there. 
You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but again, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Give me a drink any day. I'm good. I don't <laughs> that because what I don't want to do is go back to smoking. Um, I fell back into smoking five years ago. Five. Yeah, five years ago. And, you know, I was going through something heavy in my personal life. And I was out hanging out one night and I was just like, bump it. Give me a cigarette. Mm. Ain't going to do nothing. That one cigarette turned into three cigarettes that night. Oh, wow. Didn't have a cigarette till the next day when I I was drinking again. Mm -hmm. Good. Until I went out the following week. And after that weekend, I noticed, okay, when I when I drink, I smoke. No biggie. If I don't go out, then I won't smoke. A month later, I was buying a pack of cigarettes. Mm. A month after that, I was smoking outside of my house. So I was falling back into where I once was. Yeah. And two weeks after that, I had noticed I had bought a, a pack of cigarettes that morning. That evening when I got off work, I was buying another pack of cigarettes. Mm. So I had lost touch on how to channel my energy. And a good friend of mine, who's one of my number one bartenders um, out at uh, Ronald Mills, he, 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 he approached me one night when we was out hanging out at, at some bar in Pasadena. And he says, bro, what the hell are you doing? You said this was temporary. That was six months ago. Mm-hmm. Smoke, smoke weed. Here, smoke this. Throw that out. This is better for you. And there's no chemicals. Mm. So I threw my cigarette out and I took a, a couple hits, a couple puffs of, of whatever it was that he had. Um, it wasn't a blunt. I think it was like a vapor or something. Um but it's something that you can pull and you can get something from it. And I didn't like it. I mean, I liked it at the time, but I'm not a weed smoker. So, but I stopped smoking cigarettes that night and have not had one since. So outside of that six months, I haven't had a cigarette in 10 years. So you, you figure I went four and a half, almost five years. And now it's been five and a half years. No, 11 years. So I went five and a half years and now I've, I've been off it for five and a half years. So smoking, smoking cigarettes channels your energy because you as a smoker don't know how to channel your energy. So to keep your mouth shut, to bite your tongue, so you don't say something that you might regret, whether you mean it or not, you smoke a cigarette. Because if you're smoking a cigarette, you're not running your mouth. Um, that's the difference between a smoker of anything versus a drinker, a drinker. You're just going to keep going. You know what I mean? A drinker doesn't know how to, how to channel his, his, his energy, whether it's good or bad. Um, and the more you drink, the the worse you're going to get. Um, right. you might mean no harm, no foul, but alcoholism is, is a very dangerous thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, you know, you throw mental illness into anything and everything, whether you're this or that or that or this, 
that's a whole completely different story. Right. So, but we're here. I'm good. And I don't want no cigarette. <laughs> well, that's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you go to school? Um, I did not. Um, I graduated from Dunbar um, and went into the military right after that. Oh, that's right. That's what I forgot. That's what intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Because I could relate. How long were you in? I was in for two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my father's a, a Navy vet. Okay. He did 23 years in the Navy. So I've been all over the world. And yeah. he did another 30 30, 33 years as a contractor for the Navy down in um, between Oxon Hill down at the Naval Research Lab in D.C. and Fort Meade, where he eventually retired um, three years ago, I think this year. Okay. And then they moved to they moved out of state. Okay. Yeah, I was a I was a contractor for Walter Reed. Okay. Um. Yeah, Walter Reed. I went there when my dad had triple bypass. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to go. Because I've never experienced what you see at Walter Reed. Yeah. If if no one has ever been and does not know what it is between a difference of a regular hospital and a military hospital, you literally have human robots walking around. Mm-hmm. You have people with one limb. And a robot, yeah. one leg and a robotic leg, if not two robotic legs. Yeah. Two robotic arms, a robotic arm and a robotic leg. Um, people that haven't gone through the transformation yet, so they're in wheelchairs. Yeah. Um, it was, it was depressing, um, but challenging. Mm-hmm. Because your heart goes out to them because you have no idea what yeah saying. um did this happen due to disease due to war yeah happen heaven heaven forbid just because of a everyday life here mm-hmm. you know what I mean um so it was it was interesting but depressing it was heart wrenching but understandable yeah if 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 you were explained properly as to why they here why do they only go mm-hmm. to here versus any hospital well you know i know but a, a regular civilian wouldn't know right walter reed's probably the best military hospital in this country yeah it is um, it's the hospital that the majority of your big time politicians go to mm-hmm. your, your vice presidents, secretary yep. of states. That's where they go for anything and everything. If it's yep. just a, a little checkup or something major, that's where they go. Mm-hmm. So what made you go in the military? Um, <laughs> I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to go to college right away. So, and you know, just wanted to, I was like, okay, I'm, that's my alternative. So I just said, 
well, you know, the recruiters, they come to the high school, make it sound all glamorous. And you're just like, okay, all right. And me and a couple of my, you know, classmates, we kind of said, okay, yeah, we're going, we're going to go. So we went. I and I like didn't it. like it. So I was, <laughs> I was, you know, they, they, they make it all nice and glamorous. And then once you get there, you're like, this is not what they told me it would be like. So, yeah. How'd you like boot camp? You know what? It wasn't that bad. I tell people all the time, whoever goes, it Navy boot camp is probably one of the easiest than any of the other ones. It, I mean, because it's, it's more school more than anything. Right. What time of year did you go to boot camp? I went in July because I went to um I went to Great Lakes. So I was not trying to go to Illinois in the wintertime. So I was like, send me in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm from Chicago. So everyone that 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 that's like, what branch you in? Navy. Oh, how did you like boot camp? <laughs> A lot of them, almost the majority of them are like, yo, that. That Midwest is a different type of cold versus the East Coast. Versus, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nothing to take away from Memphis, but Kansas City, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Chicago, Milwaukee, anyone and everyone from them, them particular cities in the Midwest, they will tell you the, the, the Northeast has no idea what cold is. No. And they don't. And, Everyone on the East Coast just had a 20-year flashback of what the East Coast used to deal with. Mm -hmm. We just got flashbacks in Chicago of what we used to deal with 20 mm -hmm. years ago. But global warming has changed everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, everyone's like, oh, I couldn't live in Chicago in the wintertime. Yes, you could. Like when I came back, I was like, I went to the gym. I didn't go to any other manager because he worked all weekend mm -hmm. He's from Connecticut. So he already knows what time it is. Yeah. I said, how many people called out this weekend? Because it was so ignorantly <laughs> easy cold. He was <laughs> like, oh, I expected half of them to call out, but we didn't have not one call out. Oh, OK. <laughs> so, next time you say, oh, it's cold out. I'm going to look at you like you have crazy with your with horns growing out your forehead. <laughs> you just experienced real cold. Yeah. 40, 45, 50 degrees. That's not cold. But you got the audacity to have a winter coat on. Oh, it's cold. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> serious? I'm the type of person, if it can't freeze, it's not cold. Mm. And a lot of people will tell you, unless I've been outside feeding the homeless, or I'm walking and I'm taking the light rail somewhere. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna catch me in, in no coat. Yeah, no. Well, you're not. <laughs> I'm not from here, so I mean, my my blood is it, it flows differently. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not cold out. Like if I knew I was gonna be out as long as I was today, mm -hmm. I would have at least taken a jacket. All I wore was a hoodie. Mm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wife beater and a hoodie. I'm good. I don't need oh, no wow. And and I ended up being out 
30 minutes to an hour longer than I planned, but I was good because I was moving. And and that's what society, we're not going to say people, society, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're young, old, fat, skinny, rich, poor, healthy, sick, black, white, green, blue, yellow, orange, brown. If you're moving, your blood pressure's up. If your blood mm-hmm. pressure's up, your blood is flowing, so heat is 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 flowing throughout your body. That's what's going to yeah. keep you warm. If you're sitting still doing nothing, you're going to get cold. If your mind is occupied and you're not moving, your mind's occupied, so it's too busy to realize you're cold or as cold as you might be. I might say, "Man, I'm I'm really starting to get cold," but I might actually be freezing, but my mind's busy, so it doesn't have time to think. Oh well. Uh, you you need a jacket or a coat because you're freezing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, my dad went, God, you figure that was 50, 56 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that type of cold, and he went in the middle of like January. Mm-mm. <laughs> What got me through it, I had a lot of training at home because he was the oldest of five, two mm-hmm. brothers, sisters. So when, when my grandfather wasn't home, he was the man at the house. Okay, okay. You're like nine. Yep. And I'm the oldest, so the chores were thrown on me. So he had to go out in that, in that, in that blustery cold air. Mm-hmm. shovel coal for the for the coal heater in the house or however they did it way back in the heyday and they didn't have no bathroom mm. I, huh he says yeah you have no idea how good you and society has no idea how good y'all have it versus what we had as right. kids yeah and i said that, like I asked him um, a couple weeks ago, I was like, this is, this used to be typical winter in the Midwest. He's from Southern Illinois, like 20 minutes from SIU. Um, if you're familiar um, with Southern Illinois, Carbondale, Illinois, they're like 30, 35 minutes away. Um, okay. If you're familiar with the, the Mississippi and, and um, Missouri River, 45 minutes to an hour to where those two rivers actually meet. So, you know, I was like, what did you do when you had to go to the bathroom if you had to run to an hour? <laughs> he said, well, you didn't fiddle fart around, that's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, things freeze in seconds. He said, let's just say I went to bed a whole lot of times with stomach aches. Mm. I said, no, you didn't. He said, yep, I did. I tried my hardest to hold my bowel movements until the next day when I went to school. Mm. I'm like, you know, your your heart doesn't drop because it's 50, 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. But you think about the people that deal with that now. Yeah. Homeless people. Mm-hmm. 
if you have morals and you're not that demented in the head, you got to hold it until you have some sort of privacy. Yeah. I don't care if it's day or night. We used to feed at Charles Plaza right on the side of 7-Eleven. And there used to be a guy when I say I literally started having security come out just to watch for this guy because mm -hmm. literally no values at all. He didn't care who was around. He would step to the curb, turn around, pull his sweatpants down and bend over and just go. Oh, there wow. Walking by. There might be kids walking by. He didn't have no paper one day. Mm. With his hand. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've never been so grossed out in my life. That's disgusting. It is. And in seven years, I've never come close to anything like this. Mm. Here before COVID, we were we were feeding the homeless in Baltimore and DC every weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh after my parents retired, um we started going out of state and feeding twice a month where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um not really feeding, but taking stuff to the shelter because you know, different states have different rules and regulations. Right. Um, with different type of events, even if they're outside. Mm -hmm. um, I just heard on the news that we're getting ready to go backwards because the president just reiterated something that has to do with COVID because all throughout the country, the numbers, figuratively speaking. Right. Yeah, it's wintertime. People getting sick. Do you not see what just happened? You had this one in a million chance board winter vortex just come out of nowhere. That's the second one this year. I swear mm -hmm. to God, tell people get your mind right, get your life right, because Jesus is coming. If he's not already here, he coming. We just had this in October. My parents both said, "I don't remember the last time it was this cold, this quick, and it's not even Halloween yet." And you live mm -hmm. in the Midwest. So that right there tells you something. Then we just had this stuff. Mm -hmm. Older. And 17. No. In 22 states, at least. It was colder than Reykjavik, Iceland. Mm. That was my dad's last duty, duty station overseas before he was... Um, stationed at Fort Meade where he retired from the Navy. And when did he retire? 80, 89. Mm. So to know that you're roughly 25 degrees colder than Reykjavik, Iceland, that mm. on an airplane, you're 30, 30, 40 minutes or so, maybe 45 minutes away from the North Pole. Yeah. How is that humanly possible that we're colder essentially than different parts of the neighboring North Pole areas? That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember what the daytime highs here. I know they were bare minimum in the, in the low to mid-teens. 
our daytime high the Friday before Christmas in Chicago was minus three. That night it dropped down to minus 19, wind chill minus 35. Mm. So I was like, um, yeah, check please. I'm ready to go back to the DMV. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I want to move back home. Mm -hmm. I to move back home forever. <laughs> and last spring, I threw it out there. What if my son's grown? I don't have nothing, nothing holding me back. Mm -hmm. Um, other than me. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, what if? What if I? What if I did this now? Mm -hmm. Could I do it? So I asked. I asked management. I was like, can I transfer? Mm -hmm. They were like, yeah. Where you want to go? Home. They were <laughs> like, mm, like another store here or Chicago. And I was like, nah, Chicago. Mm -hmm. Pick the one you call. Pick the one you want, and call and talk to the GM. Talk to the the restaurant manager. Mm -hmm. And the restaurant manager wasn't there, but the GM was. So our conversation might have been five, ten minutes tops long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, this is what I want. This is what I do here. I do this, 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 and it's on the kitchen side. And I do mm -hmm. this, 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 and this on the restaurant side. Mm -hmm. So he was like, when do you want to start? I said, July 4th. That's a Monday. He says, excuse me? I said, yeah, for all your employees that one time off, just know you have one that's transferring. He wants to start that day because you're going to be busy. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody working. Everyone's out and about. No matter where you're at, no matter how cold it is, everyone's going to be out and about doing whatever they're doing, getting ready for that night to see fireworks. So I was counting the days down. Mm-hmm. Michelle, when I say I was counting them down every five days, I was just taking all five days. Yep, this many days left. Mm -hmm. I got down to 20, 25 or 30 days. And I had two business partners gang up on me individually and said their piece. And they made me offers that I couldn't refuse. Mm -hmm. So here I am. Still in Baltimore. <laughs> now that things are looking to get a little bit better on the professional side, mm -hmm. as far as my nine to five, um, I don't think I'm going anywhere for the next two. I might have to push that to three years now. Mm. With with my business partners, I said a year tops, two, mm -hmm. a year, two tops. Now, with this going on, I might have to push that back two to three years. Because wherever I land, I'm going to want to give them at least a year, if not two, to make it worth my while to have some type of significance experience-wise under my belt and then find something in Chicago that I would be happy with working for. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, if and when I do go home and I'm still in the restaurant business, I already know 
I already have an idea of the of the first three places that I want to try to get a job with in management. And that's the Harry Carey restaurant, Michael Jordan's restaurant, Mike Dicka's restaurant. They're all top end um, steak houses. Um, there's all kinds of money in it. Because ordinary people aren't going. Mm-hmm. If you're going to Fridays and Applebee's and Texas Roadhouse and Outback and Olive Garden and them type of restaurants, because they're nice restaurants, you're not going to these restaurants, not because you can't afford it, but because it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a difference. You can afford it, but does it make sense to go there when you might be taken away from something else? Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I've always tried to teach my my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you always gotta think wisely. Yeah, them them, them shoes look good. Dollars. <laughs> you spend two hundred dollars on them shoes. What are you taking away from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. You got a good job. You're paying your bills. But what are you taking away from if you just take out $200 and, and burn it? Right. Okay. But you got something for it. But it's, it's materialistic. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth it? You know right. what I mean? Um. You know, I've I've been ganged up on for hanging out the way I hang out. Why you always got to go out all the time? We can't afford it. Well, take a good look in the mirror. And <laughs> you have so many responsibilities. <laughs> I don't have that problem. So I can afford to go out. I can afford to go out every day if I want to, but it doesn't make sense. Right. If I go out every day, I'm not going to get to where I need to be within my nine to five because I'm going to go to work every day, tired, mm-hmm. moving slow. Right. Restaurant and bar industry, that's that's not a slow paced work job. Yeah. Fast pace. So, you know, in a sense, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an event coordinator, event planner and getting everything all your all your eyes dotted and T's crossed. You can't be doing that stuff and you tired. Yeah, you cannot. <laughs> Over. Man, I'm tired. <laughs> Ain't nobody tell you run the streets all night last night till two in the morning knowing you had to be in here at, at 7 38 o'clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? In your 20s and 30s, you can do that. In your 40s and 50s, you gotta Mm-mm. smoke. I didn't get my nap in today. Yes, I mm-hmm. did. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you, 30 minutes to an hour, you'd be, you'd be surprised what that cat nap can do for you. Mm-hmm. You take a shot <laughs> behind it. Well, you got your second win, man. You ready to rock and roll now. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? To each his own. I mean, I remember having two full-time jobs and going out every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. And my mom was like, I remember it. My mom was like, I was, what, 20, 20, 24 and 28. And I remember it. My mom saying, "Uh uh-huh. 
you're going to pay for that one day. <laughs> it's hard enough to work 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hang out on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And not go to work Monday feeling like, why'd I do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I still have that that mindset of, and, and my body still adjusted to it. Give me another 10 years and that'll be out the window. As long as I got four or five hours of good sleep and five or six hours of at least some relaxation of rest, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I might go around, man, I'm tired. I'm tired. But I'm drinking a lot of water. I mix water with lemonade, so I'm getting a little bit of sugar in there to give me to, to to boost my energy up a little bit. I've gotten away from drinking all the sweet tea and all the soda at work. I don't need all that sugar. My mm -hmm. body don't need it either. Um, my biggest issue is my health because I'm borderline heart attack stroke because of fried food. Mm -hmm. I've eaten fried food. Well, um, good luck with that. Not that I try. Not that I don't try, but it's like working in a restaurant that 90% of the stuff is fried. Yeah. I'm not saying I can't eat salads all day, every day, because I've been there and done that. But it's <laughs> like, you know, like I, I said at work today, I went in briefly on my day off. And I was there an hour and a half, maybe, just to take care of some some odd and end out of, out of the store business. Um, um, See, I'm old. <laughs> um, I, forgot, I, I forgot where I was going with this. See, <laughs> see? old age because I ain't get my nap. <laughs> but you know, it's it's working eight days a week, thirty five hours a day. It, it there's never enough time in a day to do everything that you need to do. Mm -hmm. Even if you plan accordingly, your plans don't always go accordingly. Right. Phone conferences run over time. Zoom meetings run over time. Person-to-person -person meetings run over time. Interviews and, and, and consultations run over time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the price you pay. If you're an entrepreneur, that's the price you pay of being a boss. Yeah. If you're owner you're an entrepreneur that's the mm -hmm. price you pay of being an owner you know what i mean in management that's that's the price you pay um if you're working 40 hours a week and it takes you 30 minutes to two hours to get to work because of public public transportation one way that's time consuming yeah you know what i mean yeah you could take a lift for uber to work every day back and forth mm, that's expensive <laughs> keyword that's expensive. You know what I mean? And eventually it's going to show because you're pretty much working just to pay Uber and Lyft. Mm -hmm. Where I live now, um, when I live downtown, you know, I'm in walking distance of the light rail. So, you know, where I live now, if I take a lift to work, or I'll take a lift from work to home, depending on the time of day, 
that lift can be anywhere from $35 to $60. Mm. If it's a peak time, oh, no, nah, no, nah, Oh, nah. yeah. Go with Uber. Because Lyft done, done fell and bumped their head about four or five times. <laughs> you can call Lyft any name you want. Stacy, Karen, Linda, whatever names, other names they, they call women that don't listen. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I don't know where they went after Stacy. Like boys, uh, what was it? Uh, Friday it was it was Stacy, and then it went to something else, and then it went to something else. Then somewhere somehow, because of everything going on in society, here came your Karens and here came your Lindas. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So enough about me <laughs> look i'll ramble if you let me <laughs> uh let's see what what were your options of your thinking when you got out of the military as as far as what you wanted to do um well, I really didn't know what I wanted to do um, because, I, like I said, I was I was young. Um, I knew I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to be a nurse. So, you know, I did go back to school. I started going back to school. So I started classes. Um, but it just so happened I was still going to take my classes for, um, for nursing. And then one of my good friends, um, she was getting married and I was in the wedding. So I was a bridesmaid and her cousin was the maid of honor. So I think maybe, maybe like a month, maybe it was a few weeks before the wedding. And you know how, well, you might not know, but the store called her <laughs> and said, you know, the dresses are back, you know, they're ready, but your maid of honor still has not gotten her dress. And so she ended up calling her and she, you know, she finally told her that she couldn't, you know, she couldn't, she didn't have the money basically to get the dress. So she couldn't be in the wedding. So, and she, you know, was like, well, you really wanted Michelle to be your maid of honor anyway. Cause you know, we were good friends. And she's like, well, just let Michelle be your maid of honor. So, in that instance, of course, we went back to the store. We changed my dress. I was the, now the maid of honor. And, of course, I'm looking at it like, okay, well, I really don't, I know, I've never been in a wedding, so I don't really know what a maid of honor is supposed to do. So, you know, and she didn't have a coordinator. So I just kind of started helping her plan, the, you know, everything else that was, you know, that she had to do for the wedding. You know, we stayed up to the middle of the night. We were creating invitations, not the invitations, but we were creating the programs. And I just, and I really just took a liking to it. And I was just like, okay. And once I started doing that, um, like I said, helped her find the florist at the last minute, just like her last minute vendors. I helped her do that. The logistics for the wedding, I helped her with that. And like I said, I just, was drawn to it after I really got into it 
Um, and then after that, I ended up planning uh, my grandmother's party. Um, and my family just, you know, every after that, people were just like, can you help me plan this event? Can you help me plan that event? And after that, I was just like, wait a minute. Like, I really, you know, I really like this. Like, I really enjoy it planning events, putting things together, um, decorating that whole aspect of, you know, event planning. And I think at the time, I think the first show I saw was who, whose wedding was it anyway? That was on TV, like really, really heavy. And I was just, you know, like, oh, wow. Like this, like this is, I think I really, I'm onto something. Um, and after that, you know, I kind of was like, wait. So I was like, maybe I can go into business. You know, people were telling me I'm good at it. So why not, you know, start a business? So me, sometimes I'm like, I'm not just going to go just jump into something. So I want to know, you know, everything that goes into it. So I'm like, okay, well, I see all the glitz and glam on TV but I know there has to be more to it. So I end up going online, found an event planning course online and became certified. And I've been in the industry for almost 20 years now. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what's... I'm looking at these questions and I'm like, I've asked that and that and that and that kind of <laughs> answer with that. Um, how'd you come up with the name Style to the Isle? Okay. So when I first went into business, the event planning side, my company was Memorable Moments. Um, and Style to the Isle actually came about because of the event that I did in. 2011. Um, and I figured I wanted to do something because already I was in the wedding industry, but I started going, to, you know, going with my brides to these bridal shows. And I was just like, this is just too much, you know, brides, they get overwhelmed. And I was just like, this is, and I've always been a lover of fashion. So I was just like, the bridal shows that they had, the, the fashion aspect of the show itself was just, it was just a mess. You know, the dresses, <laughs> the dresses, you know, they just, the, they would, I think back then, they the first thing they would do was go to David's Bridal. And sometimes I thought they would just get like the worst dresses that they could find. And yeah. the fashion shows were just like so cookie cutter. I was just like, no, like this is not it. So basically what happened was um, Style to the Owl came about because I was like, I want to create an event where it's solely focused on fashion and beauty, the things that brides really, really love. Because of course, when you get engaged, you're not worried about, the first thing you're not worried about is you're not worried about if you're going to serve chicken or fish. You're thinking about the dress. What are we going to wear? Your friends are going to ask you, what is everybody going to wear? What are the colors? Right. So Style to the Isle came about because the Isle is the bride's runway. So that was the name of my event. It was Style to the Isle, a bride's runway. Because when the doors open, that white carpet is her runway. 
Mm -hmm. So that's how I came up with the name. Huh? Yep. When's your next wedding? When's my next wedding? Mm -hmm. I don't. Actually, I retired from doing weddings. So I don't do weddings anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, well, I, I say I retired. But if someone who I really, really like asks me to do their wedding, then I will do it. Because I have done um, a couple of my models that have gotten married. Um, I plan their wedding for them. So. Yeah, if I like you, I'll play. Your, I'll, I'll do it. But if it's just somebody that's just like, hey, can, no, it's not my cup of tea anymore. Now, if a bride needs me to style her for her wedding, then yes. Um, so that's pretty much our focus now is on the styling aspect of, you know, of wedding. So we're still fashion focused um, when it comes to the wedding. So now we do, um, we're offering styling for brides. And then of course we collaborate with brands and um, wedding professionals in the industry as well. Um, so I've done collaborations with CoverGirl. Um, we just collaborated last year with Live um, for their bridal event. So we produced a fashion show for them and then they're having their event again. So I'm producing their fashion show again. Um, for 2023. Live. The casino. Live. That's Marilyn what we're talking about. Like, yeah. She in a casino business. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's been pretty big. So we're we're kind of we're pretty excited to um to be expanding to, you know, working with wedding venues okay. to um produce their fashion shows for them. Um Interesting, interesting. So you gonna do my wedding? I will. If you need me to do your wedding, I will. I will be there to do it. <laughs> I guess I need to find a bride then. Uh oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not the easiest thing to do. No, it's not. This, this, the dating pool right now is. Mm. <laughs> okay. If you answer this, you can say next question because you might have answered it in a roundabout way within explaining the last couple of questions I've asked you. Mm -hmm. What exactly is a bridal expert? Well, it depends because a lot of people say they're experts, but when they open their mouth, you're like, wait, they really don't know what they're talking about. Um <laughs> But I think it's someone who has mastered their craft. Um, that's who I say is an expert. Um, I, of course, call myself a bridal expert because, you know, I've had I've had over a decade of experience in the wedding industry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that transition from event planning to now in the bridal fashion world. So I can, and of course, with being on radio, TV, um, panels with you know some top um, wedding celebrities so yeah i can say i'm a wedding expert which leads to my next question mm -hmm. what are what who are some of the biggest names individually um names company um what's 
what are some of your biggest, most elegant, and memorable bridal events that you've been involved with when it comes to the individual, when it comes to the company? Um, what are some of your mis- most memorable on the good side mm-hmm. or on the bad side? Um, I guess individually, um, I know because some people, they do ask me like, well, what's the worst side of event planning? Um, I would say sometimes their personality, some brides can be bridezilla. I've had to term, I've had to let brides out of their contract because we just don't fit. Some people don't realize that everybody's not your client. Um, of course, I think the most memorable event I've done, I think probably is, I'll probably say, I'm going to say, um, the show with Fly, because they actually brought me on in like six weeks, six weeks before the show was supposed to happen. And my team and I was able to pull it off. Um, we were even able to collaborate with Kleinfeld, which of course, I don't know if you know who Klein, what Klein, who what Kleinfeld is, but it's one of the biggest bridal boutiques in New York. Um, okay. We were able to collaborate with them and they, um, we had their gowns in their show, in the show as well. So that was a huge hit. Um and then, of course, the events that I've done for myself. Um, I've had an event at the Fillmore, um, so that was a that was a big hit. Um, yeah, I don't think I've had any disappointments. I think, um, like I said, I think the lowest point of my career was, of course, having to let brides out of their contract, but. Other than that, I think for the most part, just being able to, you know, be a part of somebody's um, day, especially when it comes to a wedding, because that is one of the most um, memorable moments that they're going to have as a couple. Uh So um, to be able to be a part of that and to be able to execute their vision for what they're envisioning for their day, um, I think that's like, that's a high point. You ever done someone famous wedding? I have not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not to name drop. Well, Maya was a bridesmaid in the wedding that I did. I will say that. So she oh. wasn't the bride, but she was a bridesmaid. Oh, Maya. Mm-hmm. I've met her twice, and she is about sweeter than a butt. She is. She's really sweet. I met her when she first came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's so shy. Yeah. And when I met her again, I'ma say I met her around the same, give or take a few weeks around the same time I met Eve. Mm-hmm. And actually had my son with me when he was a baby. I think he was like 
maybe two, two and mm-hmm. a half. I don't think he was quite three yet. And she she um she spoke to me briefly and and asked about him and and was like this that whatever the third and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a good conversation and I was like, that's when I became a real big fan of Eve. Because at, at at the end of the day, she's not a bitch. She's not arrogant. You know, she's she's a sweet individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's what fit, that's that's what a lot of society fails to realize. At the end of the day, these people are still just people. Mm-hmm. Um, you have everyday people that have private lives for a reason. A lot of your celebrities choose to be private. Because of security concerns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got millions of dollars. I got hundreds of millions of dollars. Michael Jordan. I have billions of dollars. Yeah. I live my life accordingly in my, mm-hmm. my day and night travels because of who I am. You know what I mean? I can't go somewhere and you not know who I am. Right. Lamar Jackson. I guarantee you Lamar Jackson is not going up Dave and Buster's unannounced no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> his rookie year, his first year, his second year. Yeah, it was nothing to see him. And, you know, if, if you're not looking for Lamar Jackson, then you're not going to know who that is sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know who that is on the last bowling alley or the last bowling frame in the bowling alley. Now that Lamar's done what he's done on the field and off, mm-hmm. now he's made a, a lucrative name for himself. Now that he's got records in the books, everyone knows who Lamar Jackson is, even if right. not. And, you know, he's he's back then. I don't know now. I would like to think he he hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. But you never know from person to person. Yeah. Uh, a, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know anyone's story. Um there's there's a whole lot of speculation going on that they're they're seriously thinking about trading him in the offseason. I'm not a Ravens fan, but you'd be crazy as hell to let that man walk. <laughs> but it's it's a business. Yeah. Um But, you know, the, the couple times he was in there, we knew because management came to us, hey, you know, the guy at the end of the bar, that's Lamar Jackson. If you happen to recognize him, which you will now because I just came over and said something. Right. But had to because just in case you realize who that was, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Not here for extra attention. At the end of the day, superstars like to go out and just be – relaxed and yeah you know what i mean like dave and busters ain't what it used to be it ain't what jillian's used to be Mm -hmm. thing to see a celebrity an actor an actress someone who's from the dmv i mean you know i never saw goldie hawn i never saw um martin lawrence um but you know i i met yolanda what the hell is her name? Track star. Uh, that ain't even Jackie Joyner Kersey. Is that her name? 
She is a track star, yeah. One of the greatest, right? From mm -hmm. like the 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She came up there. And at the time, was I working there? No, I think I just quit. And they wouldn't let her in because between her and her husband, they had one or two more kids than what her couple can have. And mm -hmm. I was like, do you know who that is? Mm -hmm. No. Do you value your job? Because you can be fired tonight if you do not let that woman in. <laughs> one of the greatest Olympians of all time. Mm -hmm. Let that woman in. And she came over and was like, I don't know what you said to him, but I thank you. You want an autograph? I said, nope, I don't do autographs. Because at the end of the day, you're an, you're an individual person. Mm -hmm. I'll take a picture with you, though. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a picture person. You know, I, um, you know, some of the some of the biggest names that you would think are raunchy. They're just ordinary people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've met Ticket. I know Flex and Rico um, for WPGC. Mm -hmm. I met Tigger once. I don't know if he was on personal calls, business calls. It is what it is. I don't have nothing bad to say about the guy. I've never heard a whole lot of BS with him when mm -hmm. it comes to drama. You know, from what I've heard and what I've seen in passing, Tigger's a good dude. Um, I love Flex and Rico. They're my guys. Um, I've known them since Margarita Maggie's in Calverton, Dinosaurs and Laurel. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're looking at 20 plus years. Um, high def sounds I met uh, at, at Margarita Magazine in Columbia and DJ Ice and Iceland organization. Um, they're everyday people. You know what I mean? Um, I met Wild Child DNA a couple years ago through uh, Rich James and Mo Dirty uh, at 16th on the 16th in, in the park mm -hmm. or whatever. I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, they're everyday people. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people watch what I do that I know that I don't know because of what I do for the community. Mm -hmm. What I do for the homeless and less fortunate for what I do for these kings, for what I do for these queens, for what I do for these children. Mm -hmm. I don't discriminate because at the end of the day, that can be me. Mm -hmm. It can be you. Um, April Watts. I've known of April Watts for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I know her by her, her model, her model name, Mecca. I remember when the DMV triple threat was Mecca, April Watts, Liz Robbins, and Arnie Love. Like, if you had one of them women at your event, you somebody. But if you got all three of them, <laughs> you must be known. Mm -hmm. Because they're, they're not easy to get. I mean, look how hard it is to book April Watts now. You know what I mean? You're not just playing with the DMV. You're playing with the whole country because the whole company's the whole country is watching what she does because she's that good at what she does. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, with, with, 
you getting into the casino side of events. Atlantic City's watching. Las Vegas is watching. Let's 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 see a couple more events. Oh no, nah, we're gonna have to bring her out to Vegas. <laughs> because that's the ultimate stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? With when it comes to casinos. Um Federal Star. Um Sheree English. Um, you know, uh, Adina Howard. Some of the best celebrities I've ever met. Mm -hmm. Um, Sheree English is my homegirl. Like, we don't talk as often as we probably should. Mm -hmm. But her schedule and my schedule, they, they just don't mesh. So we do a whole lot of Instagram or, or Facebook more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, it, you, you want to keep people in your circle on any level, everyday level, um, your, 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 your business contacts, your advisor contacts, your celebrity contacts. You want to keep everyone within your circle to know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, Derek Chase is one of my mentors. He helped me learn the aspects of event planning, hosting parties. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from him when he was at, um, I can't even think of the place, when he was on Calvert Street. Um, and a lot of people in his circle is how I know who they are from that, that location. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Dirty, Rich James, One Love, um, uh, DJ Mr. Electric, and and a handful of other DJs. Um, I met all of them through Derek Chase. Mm -hmm. When I when I when I wanted to start doing doing community initiatives for the homeless, I knew how to get. I know I knew how to go around it. Mm -hmm because of what Derek taught me. All you're doing is giving them a day party. The only difference is you're out and about in the elements. Mm -hmm. So with learning, look, you go under the 83 bridge and you set up shop, you're gonna, you don't have to go find them because they smell the food. So they're mm -hmm. gonna come to you. And it wasn't, but a couple of weeks, maybe the first month I started, I met Shorty, Shorty's Bootleg Barbecue. Um, what's up, Shorty? Shorty's Bootleg Barbecue, so so good it should be illegal. We do the good in the hood because no one else does. Um, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's educational. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I say it all the time. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean you have a drug problem. Right, yeah. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean you got an alcohol problem. Mm -hmm. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean you made bad choices in life. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean you have mental illness. Right. What did we just go through two years ago? Mm-hmm. 
this thing called a pandemic. COVID-19 came around and changed everyone's lives. 10 to 20 million people across the country became homeless. Mm. Because you couldn't go to work. Yeah. Bill man don't want to hear that. I don't care if it's (laughs) car note, insurance. They don't want to hear that. That that Mm -hmm. sounds like a problem. I want my money. Mm-hmm. People lost their house, their apartment, their condos, their cars. People lost their way of life. If you're living with someone, you're homeless because that's not yours. If you're living in a hotel, that's not yours. You're homeless. Right. You just have to be able to afford a service. Yeah. But a lot of people ended up on the streets mm-hmm. because they had no place to go. Yeah suicide exploded mm-hmm. in the last two years you've had more people commit suicide in this country than you have in the last five years mm. and a lot of it as much as you hate to say Mental illness. Mm-hmm. Not everything is because of mental illness. Get that out of your train of thought. I don't care if you're home, in your neighborhood. I don't care if you're at work. I've seen it at work. Bullying is a huge problem. And it's probably one of the top three factors of why people commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Ages six. I think that's the youngest I've ever heard. Through high school. Mm -hmm. What is so bad in a child's life that they take their own? Yeah. Bullying. I've learned a lot through Shanetta Malkaya um, of Empowerment Essence. She's one of my partners with Feed the Homeless. Mm -hmm. With Skyline Foundation. I've learned a lot from her because she's a two-time survival of suicide attempted. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a suicide and, and, and homeless suicide and bullying advocate, prevention advocate. Um, She goes to the, to the elementary schools, the middle schools, the high schools, the hospitals. Um, The way she acts because you're treating them other than what they are, which is a human, Mm -hmm. exactly how Shorty acts when it comes to inmates and homeless people. At the end of the day, they're not animals, they're people. Somewhere in, in the political world, they got the train of thought that, oh, well, they're not us, so they're not important. Mm-hmm. Just because you're in jail don't doesn't mean you did the crime. Right. Just because you got a criminal record doesn't mean you're a criminal. Look how many people are coming out of jail because they finally found out, you know what? We messed up. Mm-hmm. And we messed up bad. Stop trying to blame someone for your faults. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take some responsibility. 
that's the problem with society. There's no, there's no accountability. None. And COVID just made it worse. Mm-hmm. You see it in everyday life. Everything is worse than what it was before COVID started. Road rage. Ten times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patients within stores dealing with customers and restaurants. People literally out here feel like they're privileged. Mm-hmm. You know what? You are privileged. Go to liquor store. Go to Burger King. Get your food because you can have it your way. <laughs> and then you only have to follow the rules and regulations of your house that mm-hmm. you. See. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I can't have a drink? That's not Maryland law. That's the law of society. You right. have identification on you at all times because heaven forbid whether you're eating or you're drinking and it doesn't have to be alcohol something detrimental happens to you health-wise and -hmm. you have to be rushed to the hospital guess what your chances of dying have just escalated because by law they can't touch you until they figure out who you are Mm -hmm. they don't know what you're allergic to they don't know your history, nothing. Yeah. So you're going to sit there and you're going to wait. Oh, I'm bleeding. Put this on it because I can't give you nothing. I can't give you nothing for the pain. Can't give you a pill because I don't know who you are. If I give you something and you're allergic to it, you can drop dead. Mm-hmm. Card me. You just made my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, is it is it that big of a deal that you don't want to show your ID? Right. You got <laughs> like, as, as an event planner, you don't, you don't. How do you do that? How do you, how do you, how do you contract someone out that wants to have a wedding? If they're juvenile. Oh, I'm 16. I ran away. I've been on my own. Oh, see that? I wouldn't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're not going around. How old are you? Because you look like a little ass girl. (laughs) Like, to the best of your knowledge, is there any type of rules, regulations? Things that can prevent you from being an event coordinator for a wedding. Other than the fact if someone's got warrants. <laughs> um <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. Um depending I think it probably would depend on the venue, wherever they're trying to um have the wedding. Right. But for the most part, they don't really um there's not too many restrictions on on the as the event planner. No, um, of course, when you're talking about because um, I've even done um, I've done a Nigerian wedding before. Ooh. Um, that is definitely interesting. <laughs> I say, that sounds real interesting because I know a lot of Nigerians. Yeah, their 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 weddings is mm, it's over the top. Memorable. But definitely, <laughs> it's definitely memorable. 
Um, but for the most part, there's really no restrictions. And even when I, which that was, I think that was one of the first weddings because typically if you go to a hotel and you say, you know, I want to have my wedding here. Of course, the hotel is going to say, okay, the food and beverage minimum is, and they're not going to allow any outside food to come in. Right. However, for my clients, my clients, they did allow them to bring in the food because it was a Nigerian wedding and because they didn't, you know, their staff didn't know how to prepare the food. Exactly. So they were able to bring the food in. But the staff just served it. So it was, like I said, that was an experience in itself. But it it was it was amazing. That was an amazing experience. Have you ever done a wedding out of state? No, I have not. So you haven't gone to the islands for a wedding? No. Would you? I listen. If they paying for me to go, yes. <laughs> if as I long was as they paying, I'm I'm ready to go. If I was to ever get married out of state and I didn't go home to Chicago, mm-hmm. then you know, it's definitely gotta be a late spring or early fall, because you don't wanna have nothing in the summertime because for all y'all mischief people that don't have no no intelligence, it gets hot as hell in Chi Town. Ooh, yes. <laughs> like it gets ignorantly hot, and their humidity is different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there in the summer too. It's mm. the humidity there is worse than here, but a lot of people here say the humidity here is worse than out there. Mm. I say the humidity in Houston. <laughs> Whew, that's terrible. <laughs> I got a homeboy that's relocating to Houston. Mm. Um, shout out to my man Quincy DJ Knack. <laughs> uh, yeah, Houston and New Orleans. There, he is just a completely oh. different beast. New Orleans is is ignorant for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I will never come here again in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. The I ever went was for my birthday in June 17th. Mm-hmm. And we had a good time. We had a we had a really good time. It was it was very memorable. The food. Amazing. The food. Amazing. <laughs> Say that one more time for the dummies in the back. It's amazing. That food in New Orleans is amazing. Look, I could care less if I ever have another ground beef burger again. Because <laughs> that gator burger down there. Oh, see, I had that. <laughs> yeah. When you go again. You got to go get you a gator burger. Mm-mm, that, that joker was so good, so so tender. It was mm. believable. Um, I've been, I've been twice since no once. I've been once since, and 
we're actually supposed to go, I don't think we are because ain't nobody said nothing. And I've even put it out there and no one responded. So if I do go, I might be going solo dolo. And I don't mm. have that. Because <laughs> I've never been to Mardi Gras. So okay. Mardi Gras will never be what it was before Katrina. But you know what? I'm probably never going to make it to Oktoberfest in Germany. Mm. So I take what I can get. <laughs> Germany, you get a mug, if I'm not mistaken, about mm -hmm. this. Now, I have this mm. in my beard in my head. So you see the significant significant size of this bottle, right? Mm -hmm. The mug is about that much wider, mm. right? I don't know what it is now. My son's mother was in the army and mm -hmm. she over there. And um, she went to, she went to Oktoberfest. And, you know, back then, I think she said the, the, the mug was like $30, $40. Mm -hmm. But you buy the mug, you buy a beer in that particular mug, and your beer refills are free the entire, whether you go another time, mm -hmm. whether you just go that one time, and you just get refills, 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 or you go back different days, providing you have that mug, your beer's free. Mm. I would be selling beer. <laughs> so, bro, your cup are almost empty. You want a beer? I can fill it for $5. <laughs> right? Now, you figure 23, 24, 25 years later, I'm sure their prices on their mugs, if they still do it that way, I'm mm -hmm. sure they're going up significantly. Like, if you had We'll say five years, six, seven years ago. If you were doing events, $20 per person, all you can drink. You're not doing that seven years later. Yeah, no. First and foremost, COVID happened. And then everything went berserk and went up, not down. Mm -hmm. Except for your salary. Yeah. Um. You need to be charging like $40, $50 a person all you can drink. Mm -hmm. Should have been charging that then. But nowadays, with everything going up, everything, everything, including mm -hmm. your side dish, has gone up between 50 cents and a dollar. Mm -hmm. Look at the eggs. <laughs> Look, eggs is ridiculous right now. This 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 whole shopping on the outside, I don't like it. <laughs> shopping in civilian grocery stores, Safeway, Giant, Wise, it's irky. It's annoying. Is <laughs> for once I washed my mouth. <laughs> like until three years ago. I've always shopped at the military grocery store. Okay. 
ain't nothing like a commissary boy. I'm yeah. sorry. It's nothing like it. And and you know, if I catch my parents, because mm -hmm. our, our schedules don't mesh either. But if if I catch them, hey look, um, how long y'all plan on being in the Annapolis Fort Meade area? <laughs> how long y'all plan on being in the Fort Meade Andrews area? Yeah. <laughs> Can I meet y'all somewhere? Because I need mm -hmm. to go. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't like Annapolis. I don't like Andrews. For me, their commissary is huge. And okay. you got everything in that thing. You got everything on top of everything on top of everything. If they ain't got it, it's because they're out. It's not because they don't have it to sell. Right. It's because they're out. <laughs> I can go to commissary, fill my cart up, have stuff falling out, and have stuff under the under the basket itself, and I can walk out and I didn't spend four hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. I can go to Safeway on Boston Street and I can have fifteen items and spend two hundred eighty five dollars. Mm -hmm. Now you tell me how that makes sense. <laughs> it does not. And you wonder why people are trying to go to the grocery store and steal something. Mm -hmm. I don't pretend they can't afford it. Because y'all pitching a bitch, oh, we can't afford to raise your salary. But you're raising everything in here when it comes when it comes to food, beverage, alcohol, beer, whatever. Mm -hmm. Again, I know what prices are going up in a restaurant, at a bar. Because I work at one. I was like, prices went up. Yeah, they went on, they went up on average like a quarter, 50 cent. Up uh, wrong, 75 cents to a dollar. <laughs> like a lot of your restaurants, you get you get your 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 different margaritas, like your hurricanes and your your um Oh God, what's that drink? I love sangria. And you get mm -hmm. the shooting. Them shooters, you're paying a dollar extra than what you were already paying for that shooter. Mm. A dollar. Are you serious? Wow. It's already like two, three dollars. You just yeah. add a dollar to it. Man, you don't fell bumped your head. Mm -hmm. I'm adding a quarter, maybe 50 cents. But yo, a dollar? Yeah. You're adding a dollar to that shooter and a dollar to the drink. And you wonder why people don't tip. <laughs> if you can't tip, stay your ass home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. Your food was messed up. It came out late. You know, some things aren't always the server's fault. Mm -hmm. Some things aren't always the cook or the chef's fault. Sometimes it's not always the individual that's doing Expo's fault. If y'all don't know what Expo is, that's the last person to touch your plate before it goes on, on, a, on, a, on a tray to be served to you. 
I didn't order that. If you're a server that writes everything down, yes, you did, because it's written down right here. And I repeated it back to you and you said yes. <laughs> now it's in, in your face and you're like, I didn't order that. Yes, you did, because it's written down right here. I got proof. Mm. There's very few servers. I got a homegirl at a restaurant out of state. And when I say she's that damn good, there's been parties of 10 at our table, right? Mm -hmm. She got the drink order down. She got the food order down. She got the sides. How you want your steak cooked? How you want your burger cooked? You don't want this, but you want this in your salad. Your, 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 um, your dressings for your salad. Mm -hmm. All that right there. Mm. You're good. Mm -hmm. And you have a quality that makes you that much damn better of a servant. Mm. When we go to this restaurant. Oh, I'm sorry. If she's not working, we don't go to that restaurant. Mm -hmm. My parents be like, you got the one day. Where are we going for dinner? Oh, you already know. Is she working? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because I already touched base with her. Mm -hmm. I touched base with her when I was on my way. Hey, what's your schedule? Are you working this day or this day? Mm -hmm. I don't have to ask no more. She was like, Mark, unless it's my birthday, which happy birthday. Happy birthday weekend. Um, She's probably not working. I know she didn't. Well, today is actually her birthday. So I know she ain't working today. I don't know about this weekend, but I was going to go over there, but then my schedule got looped around and um, I asked, but I didn't really, I didn't exactly say I was coming over. So that's probably why she didn't get back to me. But it, I mean, it's, it's cool though, you know? People's people's schedules get get warped around and you can't always you can't always catch up. You you, you get in where you fit in accordingly. Mm -hmm. um, this is why I have co-hosts. <laughs> I'm better than I was once upon a time. Um, my producer tells me that. Once upon a time, boy, huh, it had been crickets on this show. <laughs> I, I, he would have joined in. I've been like, bro, uh, ain't no one on but me tonight. Uh, can you tag team with me? Mm -hmm. Um, I do ramble a lot. I try not to, but you know, if 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 you're rambling, but you're you're making sense, then it is what it is. I never knew I rambled until my son was old enough, old enough to say, um, can I tell you something and, and I not get in trouble? Yeah. You can tell me anything you want. Mm -hmm. You're doing too much. <laughs> oh, my bad. He said, and he always tells me, he's like, I understand what you're saying. It's just, it's just a process. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't need to say that, 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 and that because that, explained all that mm -hmm. you know? so um do you have different feeds within your 
Okay, what'd you retire from? Event planning. Okay. What were your fees versus your competitors? Um, I'm not really sure what um what their rates were um for the most part. Um I, I did have different rates only because you know some some clients they would need full event planning where it's from start to finish. Then of course you had somebody who said well, I need month of um, coordination where you come in a few months before the wedding and then you have day of coordination where they're saying basically they're going to plan everything, but they need a professional to, to come in and execute because, you know, sometimes it's not good to have your cousin or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or your mother's homegirl to come and try to coordinate um, the day. So they bring in a professional to, you know, to make sure everything is up to par. Right, 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 right. Um, The... How did you, how'd you go about knowing what to charge people? Um, initially I did not. When I first started, I really didn't know what to charge. And, um, once I started going to a lot of seminars and workshops, um, they talked about charging, you know, how to charge clients and things like that. So then that's how I, um, kind of got it down. And then of course you, I mean, you, you have to charge what you're worth because planning an event or you know, any type of event is a lot. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I know. <laughs> um, you know, the, the 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 bigger the party, the bigger the event, mm-hmm. the, what's going to cause your cost to go up. Yeah. Um, do you want food that's going to raise your prices? What type of food do you want? That's going to determine what your price is going to be per person. Um alcohol beverage packages um do you want one you mm-hmm. this one this one this one and this one to choose from mm-hmm. planning accordingly from the from the client from the coordinator it's it's it is a lot of work mm-hmm. it's a lot of work it's time consuming and it's a lot of hair pulling and hand holding. <laughs> yes. Um, you, you're a grown ass man. You're a grown ass woman. Why am I holding your hand? Mm-hmm. You know, they've I mean? never done it before. And, and on that aspect, you don't mind. Right. Cause you understand, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? if you're trying to learn and you're trying to hear what we're saying, Versus, I know what you're saying. No, you don't, because you didn't hear a word I said. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everyday talk. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, you don't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, because you don't make sense. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but you know, help me help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's it's like people in everyday life. It's okay not to be okay. 
If you mm-hmm. don't know, then you got to ask. Right. The only dumb question that I know of is the one that you don't answer. The, the one that you don't ask. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about weddings. Right. I only know two people that are event coordinators. You and another woman that's just happened to be in Baltimore. Um, I've I've seen the different things with what you do. I've seen mm-hmm. things of what she does. You've explained different things. She's explained different things. And I'm like, man, y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> it takes a lot of patience. People say that with me feeding the homeless. It's not work if you love what you do. Right. You know what I mean? Everything ain't for everybody. Right. Oh, I can't come out there and feed the homeless. You right. Because it'll probably break your heart if you have a heart. Mm-hmm. What you mean? I'm alive, ain't I? You didn't hear a word I said. Mm-hmm. Is your heart red or is your heart black? Because if your heart's black, you ain't got feelings, so you don't give a damn. Now, yeah, I will go around and say, oh, I don't care. I got a black heart. That's a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. Let's get that straight. That's a figure of speech. And that's on a personal level. They ain't got nothing to do with my pockets. And, and let's take let's take care of this business. Yeah. Um, you know, people ask me, yo, how did you hang out? Till 132 o'clock last night. Drink the way you did as much as you did. Because, bro, you was turning up last night. But you can get up at 7, 730 the next morning when you don't have to. And start prepping food to cook for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I lived out by Ronald Mills in Anne Arundel County, before COVID, I was cooking six to eight trays every week. Wow. See on Saturdays. Every week for Sunday. And mm-hmm. boy, collard greens, sweet potatoes, baked beans. Baked mac and cheese, mixed vegetables, three different, um, anywhere from one to three different um, chicken casseroles, mm-hmm. one, one with noodles, one with rice, and one was a um, uh, a fettuccine style, mm-hmm. like a like a, I can't even explain it, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, that's that's a lot of work. That's like three, anywhere from three to four hours. Yeah. The kitchen. What you mean? Oh, we might need your help serving, bro. Mm-hmm. What you mean you might need my help? I'm the mm-hmm. I did all the cooking. Mm-hmm. I didn't get up till like 10, 10 30. Exactly. I've been mm-hmm. up till 7, 7 30 cooking and prepping. Prepping and cooking. You, <laughs> you want my help? I pay the cost to be the boss. But you know what? I still help though, because I love what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going through this thing and we've been going through a struggle, a struggle ever since COVID started. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we only missed a month. 
And I was like, man, you, you crazy as hell. I'm not staying in. I was back out in them and uh, back out in them streets. Um, I think I dropped DC to anywhere from every two weeks to once a month. I don't honestly remember, mm -hmm. but I went back to doing Baltimore every week and we left, we flip flop between, um, under the bridge off of, um, Saratoga across the street from out of bees. Mm -hmm. Why'd they have to go out of business? I know that food was so good. Restaurant and the management, the bartenders were cool than a fan. Their food was so good. It was. And the staff was, 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 you know, I hate to say anyone's top notch unless you're a bartender. Um, but their, 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 their staff was, was really good. You know, really, really, really good. Um, easy to deal with. Your bartenders were incredible. Um, I compliment a bartender if you know how to make a drink. If you know mm -hmm. how to make a drink, what can I get you? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. What are you thinking? Uh, you know what? Let's start this off with size. Let me see how good you are. Make me sit. Make me something blue and ignorant. I don't drink to, uh, 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 Southern Comfort. I don't do gin. I love rum. I love tequila. Surprise me. Make me something blue and ignorant. Make me something red and ignorant. You can make one of them drinks and I like it. You about to be my bartender. <laughs> and, you know, Mo Dirty being being in the circle of of Derek Chase going to different events that and and Morgan's homecoming and and having his drinks nah that nah that's that's my bartender mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm sure there's other stories as to why they call you mo dirty but as a bartender i see why mm -hmm. they call you mo dirty <laughs> and I've heard them stories. Like I met I met a girl at Sangria one night when he was bartending one night, and she was like, "Uh-uh, no, mm -mm. I've had his drinks before, and I paid for it the next day." That means you drink too much. She says, "No, I'm not a drinker. Two drinks and I'm done. I had two and a half of his drinks, and I paid for it the next day." Well, maybe you drank something that. You shouldn't have been drinking. But at the same time, I don't care who you are. Unless you've been drinking since you've been 13, 14, 15, 16. You ain't got no tolerance in your in your early mid-20s. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And let's be real. If you ain't got no tolerance, you ain't drinking like that anyways. Because you ain't going to make it three, four hours at a club, at a, at a lounge, or wherever you're going. You're not going to make it because your body ain't going to let you. Your, your body's going to be like, fool, sit down. <laughs> like, could I do what I did in my early, mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s, what I do now? Hell no. <laughs> my bartender, Mikey, out, out of Ronald Mills, 
he'll tell you. He'll tell you like you're a total stranger. This dude right here, I don't know how he drinks, what he drinks, how much he drinks, including shots, and mm. come in the next day and do it all over again like he didn't do nothing the night before. Mm. I can drink Hennessy and Coke and do shots of tequila. You're mm. mixing dark and light. You're not supposed to be able to do that. And you don't get hangovers? No, I don't. Mm. That three months when we weren't allowed to go nowhere, when I came back, yeah, uh, my body told me, sit down <laughs> before you hurt yourself. Because you can't do that big boy stuff right now. You ain't done it in three months. Mm. I mean, you know, you have a drink, a drink here and there with your neighbors. I don't drink by myself. Very rarely. Mm -hmm. I, you know, but very rarely. Like if I'm if if doing this, you don't know what anyone's drinking because we don't advertise. Future reference, if you're ever on the show again, you will be. Um, because I said so. So whenever <laughs> you want to come back, just let me know and we can make that happen. Okay. Um, all we ask is is you try to keep your language to to a minimum and you don't advertise what, what you're drinking. Um Reason being is shout out to my radio uh, uh, mentor, Miss uh, Miss Be Inspired. I took over her time slot at Be Exposed, uh, mm -hmm. August of 2018, and she was like, "I only have two rules: no cussing, no drinking. You can have a drink, put in the cup." Mm -hmm. advertise. I don't know if that was her thing, if it was Be Exposed Radio's thing. You slip up here and there, whether you're watching it or not, you're gonna slip. Um, 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 look, you can attest to it. I'm a child of a Navy man. My father had sailor's mouth, kind of rubbed off. <laughs> so I try to watch what I'm doing and I try to keep you know, if we're if we're talking about a lot of stuff that goes on in society today, you know, you're going to get a little excited. You're going to get a little bit of your feelings involved. So within your talking, because now your 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 heart pressure is going up. You're not going to be watching every word that comes out of your mouth. So one or two is going to slip. That's not what. That's not what the rules and regulations Figuratively speaking, mine. Look, just try to keep just try to keep the, the language to a normal. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, the everyday talk, no, I'm not gonna do that on my show because I'm not gonna have a show long because I'm not gonna have an audience. Um shout out to everyone that tuned in tonight. Trust and believe the umpteen million shares I will be doing, if not tonight, I will be doing throughout the morning tomorrow. Um, because when I get off this radio show, we're going to have our two bits and then you're going to go and then me and my producer are going to talk. He's probably going to wring my neck because I've rambled some, a few times tonight, <laughs> but, um, with what you do now, because mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of semi-retired, <laughs> share your social media on how people can get in contact with you. Yes. So, um, so everyone can find us on 
all of our social is at Style to the Owl. Um, so that's how you can find us. Our website is stylestotheowl.com. Um, my IG is style is STA underscore editor, but for Style to the Owl, um, all of our social media is at Style to the Owl. Do you have a magazine too? We did, um, but we are, like I said, we're trans we're doing a big transition for 2023. So um, but we but we are still keeping our digital platform online. That that's still gonna be up, but the magazine itself, um, we're kind of phasing that out. But the digital platform, we're we're keeping that up and running. In your opinion, is that the way of a lot of magazines are going because everything is so digital <laughs> right because i notice you don't see a lot of the different magazines that you might have seen 10 years ago right you know if if, if i want to know who's doing what i don't get online that that, ta that takes too long yeah. i'm never home enough and you know 10 years ago you didn't have the platform within cell phones with internet mm -hmm. i mean so I'm always out, man. Let me, let me drop in this bookstore real quick. Let me look at the music magazines. Let me look at the model magazines. Let me look at this, the, the Black Men magazine, Smooth magazine, Double mm -hmm. um, XL. Yeah. You know, all them different hip-hop magazines, model magazines, photographer magazines. Let me see who's doing what, because if they're in this magazine, mm -hmm. you know, like, music artists and and models and and actors and actresses they're in a magazine they're mm -hmm. not nothing because magazines don't pay a whole lot of money yeah there i am on board come get me because i'm free <laughs> you know what i mean like i think it was if i'm not mistaken i think it was beyonce just because i'm on the cover of a magazine doesn't mean i'm booked I'm doing magazines because I'm free right now and that's what's available to me. So mm -hmm. if you want, come get me because I'm ready. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, no, it wasn't her. It wasn't her. It was Tyra Banks. Um, and once upon a time when, when I was doing Skyline Models, I would tell the client, look, you have no idea what you're getting into. Why do you want a model? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, I want to be this. I want to make money. <laughs> wrong. You're in the wrong business. Go get a job. <laughs> because unless you can afford to invest in yourself, because mommy and daddy ain't going to do it all the time, if they got mm -hmm. it. Um, And even if they do got it, you're not making no money. So why am I investing in this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's not cheap. You know, mm -mm. If, if, if you got bare minimum, X amount of dollars, I'm not going to say what, because times have changed. So I'm sure them prices have probably gone up, too. Um, I thought I would never in my life get back into fashion modeling. And mm -hmm. here I am. And I said, you got three years to have me in a magazine or I'm done. Well, I didn't get in a <laughs> magazine here, but. I got published in a magazine outside that's based out of the UK. Oh, nice. So I was, I was like 
my first phone call was to my parents. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I didn't feel as though I needed to tell to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's on my social media. If you didn't see it, sorry for you, because it's there. It was. <laughs> I don't remember if I did it as my profile page or my background page on either one of them, but mm -hmm. I don't posted it, and I think I posted it on both a couple different times. Um, but it was it was interesting. It was, it was rewarding. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, in, in, in the early days, in the 90s, early 2000s, that was, like, hard to get into. It's not that hard to get in a magazine anymore. Why? Because everything is digital. You know what I mean? If you got the interesting look. Mm -hmm. Sorry, <laughs> I cheated. Because my interesting <laughs> look is very interesting. Um, did I get in because of this? Well, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not horrifying looking. <laughs> I don't think I'm the best looking man in the world. But I don't think I'm that bad looking. <laughs> I think I probably look a whole lot more attractive if I cut this bear off my face. <laughs> but I like my bear. I like I like the compliments I get. I like the conversations that I have with people, men and women. I get a lot of compliments from women because mm -hmm. of the beauty of it. Like the first thing is always, oh my God, look at your beard. Your mm -hmm. beard looks absolutely lovely absolutely <laughs> gorgeous i can't believe how healthy mm -hmm. your looks why because i'm a man and a lot of them say yeah mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of men that have knowledge of what it what it what it takes to keep your hair healthy um when i started taking when i started really taking an interest on the health aspect of hair mm -hmm. that's when i stopped talking about women when it comes to a hair salon so men if you're talking trash about the woman <laughs> she was at the hair salon for four five six seven eight hours she ain't lying <laughs> this is only from the bottom of my chin this mm -hmm. is right this right here just a thorough rinse, wash, rinse, condition, rinse, blow drying style. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes in the bathroom. Mm. Just the just the maintenance of the beard. Not yeah. me painting and drying off and putting my clothes on. Right. Just the beard. So imagine how long it was when the beard was down to my hips. Mm. That wow. was an hour and 15 at least. And you're a woman. Uh, well, you don't have that problem. But once upon a time, you did have long hair. I so, did. <laughs> and as a woman, you know, yeah. hair doesn't like to cooperate. So sometimes you have to re-wet it and start over. So that hour and 15 minutes can easily turn into an hour, 30, hour, 40 minutes. Mm. You know what I mean? So... 
So how would you like being on the show? It was fun. I've never asked fun. a question before. <laughs> I've never asked it. And that's, that's, I think that's the only thing now that I can still say I don't like about Zoom versus being in the studio. Being in the studio, you have one-on-one -on -one time with with the the, the special guests mm -hmm. uh, when you first come in. Right, yeah. When your commercials, mm -hmm. after, after the show, you have all that one-on-one that -on -one time, whereas Zoom, it's like before and after. Mm -hmm. Well, you're on the show together, but you don't have that one-on-one. -on -one. It's not the same thing as being in the studio. Yeah. What I do like about Zoom is why I do it, because it's just like the producer said. Look at every door that's available to you. I'm in Baltimore. One co-host, Marie Starr, is in the D.C. area. My, my special guest co-host, uh, Letitia Higgs, she's in, she's in ATL. Yeah. Not sure where you're from, but you're where you're at. Right. That's four different locations if both of them were on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Because technology. Yeah. So if I could ever say thank you to COVID for anything, <laughs> thank you, COVID, for blowing up Zoom. It's time to go. Because every window is, every door is open to you. You don't even have to leave your house. Mark. Mark. Yep. I heard you. <laughs> That's my producer, everybody, telling me, shut up and say goodbye. <laughs> um, as we used to say once upon a time, Skyline Radio Show, Skyline Radio Talk Show is the fastest two hours you'll ever experience. Um, again, as always, we got you in our thoughts and prayers, Marie Starr. Letitia Higgs, you were here in spirit. I'll see you next week, providing you're available. Um, thank you for everyone that tuned in. Thank you, Mr. Producer Monty. You're the best. Thank you, Miss Michelle Davis. I enjoyed it. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Like I said, we'll have you back soon. You let us know when you're ready. Let's do uh, May, June. Okay. That sounds good to me. Enjoy your evening. Have a fabulous and blessed weekend. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. This is Be Exposed Radio, Skyline Radio Talk Show. Peace and blessings. God be with you.